Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just an urchin living under the street, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Bournemouth got a famous win and Aston Villa are on the march. It's Monday, 11th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm on... Oh, fucking hell. I forgot my name. <laughs> I literally forgot my own name. <laughs> I was looking at Andy. And I'm Andy Brassel. <laughs> I wish I was Andy Brassel. Oh, I was looking at Andy thinking about his hoodie and thinking, oh yeah, and I just went, Andy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's clearly Monday. It's Sorry. Not, Luke, it's not Freaky Friday. It's not. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to the Football Weekly. <laughs> Just an urchin living under the street, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Bournemouth got a famous win and Aston Villa are on the march. It's Monday, 11th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. How you doing, everybody? Good to have you with us. It's the football ramble in your ears. Big Brass and the Magnificent Morsey. Oh, just there a thrilling go. three. Yeah. Yes, it is a three. Three Musketeers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Brass. You're happy with that, Brass? <laughs> I'll take that. Big Brass. You'll take it all the way to the bank, won't you? Yeah. I will. Yeah, we won't talk about what Brass is slang for. <laughs> Some other people, don't look at me like that, Marcus. Some other people may talk about that. I'm saying we're not going to do that. We will if you pay me. No way. You're already getting paid to be here. Right, okay. And listen, while we're on it, too much in my opinion, (laughs) but it's not just up to me. So carry on. You negotiate the deal. (laughs) You are very much the George Mensch of the football round. I am. Yeah. Andy Brassel. 
There was a lot of great football and a lot of great things that happened on the weekend and surely we must have some highlights. I, I want you so. to start with your highlight of the weekend. Maybe it's because I've got Mensch on the mind or maybe it's because I want to do something mm. European just to irritate Luke Aaron Moore. Yeah, I always, but, everything you put in the WhatsApp group about European football, I just forward to the OTC <laughs> WhatsApp group, which I'm already a part I of. Like, well. I like Andy's, um, uh, I wouldn't say insistence because that suggests that you're doing something, you know, a little bit... Um, Naughty, wrong. A bit naughty would be the, the right word. Disgraceful. I like how you pronounce the Portuguese names as they are. Mensch. Yeah, because obviously, yeah. you know, the fools like Luke and I and the rest of the population would say George Mendes because it just sounds a bit stupid if we say it, but you have the gravitas. And the, and and the, the language skills. And the language skills. Okay. Yeah. To say yeah. It's like Bruno Fernandes. If I go on Bruno Fernandes, yeah, it sounds a bit out of the place, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, yeah. Gl- I'm just glad you're there. You're there. What, uh, what he's saying is, you don't, the good fight. You don't know anything about football, but you can pronounce the names right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So carry on. Right. Well, I'm going to go to Rome. I think for uh-huh. last night's Roma Fiorentina match. I think, I think you mean Roma, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, when you say Fiorentina, do you mean Florence? Yeah. <laughs> Firenze. Yeah, Florenzi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. I think that was the first. <clears throat> City in Italy to have its own Magnum ice cream superstore. <laughs> there you Whoa! go. There you are. There, you know where you can design your own mind. Magnum. We're not paying you enough. <laughs> I've changed my mind. We're not paying you enough, mate. Tell us more about what happens in Italia. <laughs> well, can you not do this the whole show? I'm done. Okay, good. Well, obviously, when it's Jose Mourinho and it's a Sunday night, you can fill in the blanks, can't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Um, Dybala sets one up for Lukaku early on mm. and then in a couple of minutes it all goes to hell in a handcart. Uh, <laughs> Roma get uh, one cent off Nikola Zawewski. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina equalised straight away. Romelu Lukaku is later sent off for what I can only describe as an absolute criminal foul. Shocker. Which he has the, the, ri- the goal to complain it about. ripped the sock of the opposing player. Yeah, that, that's that? right. Christian Cuame. Cr- Christian Romero's looking at that going, oh, <laughs> that's a bit of me there. I'm going to have to put a bit of muscle on so my challenges feel like yeah, that. No VAR uh, needed so. there. Like, yeah. it, like Vincenzo Italiano, the Fiorentina coach, was absolutely mm. losing his shit. Wow. Mourinho was about to get involved and he looked at it and he thought, actually, you, you've, you've got this, Vincenzo. And so what he did yeah. is he got a piece of paper. It was real back of a fag packet sort of tactics. Yeah. And he drew with a Venn diagram how they should mark up at corners. Of course, none of the Roma staff were allowed to go mm. behind the goal. So he threw it in half and what did he do? Gave it to a ball boy. He loves a bit of child oh, labour, does John. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's still doing it. He's still yeah, doing didn't his talk thing. to the media after the game, did he? No, he didn't. No. He did it last week in Portuguese just to be bloody awkward. <laughs> you were loving that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he means uh, George Mendes, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, what a great start to the show. Yeah, and uh, for more of European chat, people can tune into OTC on the continent in their podcast app every Thursday and Friday, right? Look, if you just want to say, keep your foreign, foreign muck over there, you can do. I think I've said it enough. <laughs> I think I've said it enough. Oh, his voting record would suggest. Uh, <laughs> Look more, your That's naughty by you. You don't like it when I do that to you. And you genuinely are. Really? <laughs> my, my, my highlight. Oh dear. My highlight is coming out is coming out straight out of Goodison Park. Yeah, okay. Straight out of motherfucking Goodison Park. Yeah. Uh, as they say up that part of the world. Uh, Everton beat Chelsea 2-0. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino's response afterwards mm. was basically on the lines of like and, and the interview went, he started off by saying, yeah, I think we're missing something. And I thought, are we going down this? We are going down <laughs> yeah, this road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need more players. And I understand he's speaking English as a second language, so I understand, mm. t- t- totally understand that. But the way he said it was so funny. Like, he obviously mm. just said, 
he knows that we all know how many players they've bought, yeah. but he still wants players. Yeah, 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 so yeah. he won't just say we need players because he knows he's going to get a you know, ridiculous response to that. So he says, uh, we somehow need to improve our reality. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Very good. But he basically is saying, yeah. despite the fact they spent £400 million pound this summer, they go up to Goodison, yeah. you get beat quite easily, yeah. you're labelled a prat, and you want more money. <laughs> and he's wearing his little cap as well. It was like, yeah, they did have his little cap. I didn't mind the cap. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked... A bit like um, someone outside the Trocadero in Piccadilly Circus giving out flyers. Yeah, a little bit like that. And, to, yeah. to paraphrase the Libertines, there's fewer more distressing sights than that of an Argentinian. <laughs> <in the laughs> that is a paraphrase. Um, and I think, when I say that about him handing out flyers outside the Trocadero, he might actually do that in January could just do. to try and find players. <laughs> try do and find do more you players. think he's forgotten that they've signed Christopher and Kunku? Because I do. Mm. I think it's very difficult to remember the 15 players that you've signed <laughs> since you've been there. Yeah. And, and that's fine. If I said to you, Alex Ferguson signed 15 players at Man United, fine. He yeah. was there 20 odd years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pochettino signed 15 already. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. My highlight of the, the weekend, other than, you know, Harry Wilson's goal, was... Oh, uh, what a beauty. We'll what a game that. he had, by the way. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that in a bit. But um, I actually loved the, the winner at Goodison Park. Um, yeah, which was which was a beautiful goal. Um, the young lads first in, in the Premier League and the great celebrations. But it wasn't. It was. It was Sean Dyche's comments after that. Yeah, I love it. It was authentic. We're authentic <laughs> at this club. None of that yeah. dancing nonsense. The, 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 so the thing is, Mark, you went quite I... posh then for Dyche. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I need. A, I need. It's a like Nick Hewer. <laughs> he's a bit of Nick Hewer from Countdown. <sighs> it was a great last win. Last minute winner. <laughs> but yeah. he's always over northernified. Isn't yeah, he? Because he's, he's not yeah. recognised that he's a Midlander, is Sam it? Sam Aldice is the same. Yes. Sam Aldice from Dudley. Everyone yeah. thinks he's really northern. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. To me, from Portsmouth, he is. But if I would, if I could just say, I mean, it's amazing when a young player is is able to do that in front of their own fans yeah. um, against a you know a big team in an important you know, important game and not mess up the celebration. And the celebration is is there for everyone to see. Yes, good indeed. for him, um, gentlemen. We must start uh, the proper Premier League roundup, if you like. With oh, Manchester. that's a bit of a dig to the to the great no, because they're, the, hi- they're the highlights of the weekend. It included Jose Mourinho and Roma. So it's a promotion for Everton, really. I'd say into so. The highlights, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Manchester United zero. AFC Bournemouth 3. Manchester United have lost 11 games in all competitions this season. They've now lost more Premier League games in the decade since Sir Alex Ferguson retired than in his entire 26 years at the club. November's Premier League Manager of the Month, Eric Ten Hag, said post-match, as I scored, we are not good enough to be consistent. Yeah, and so... Shout out to all these statisticians who are sitting on that fact yes. for weeks and weeks, as people say on the WhatsApp group over the weekend. Mm. They couldn't believe they got to press the button on that. They well, then it was always going to happen. It was going to happen at some point. Yeah. It's a bit like Jurgen Klopp carting around his Salah 200 shirt, isn't it? Very much. Oh, when Ian Wright, Ian Wright his, uh, yeah. did it, went too early, though, didn't he, Ian Wright? And then he scored did, again yeah, in the same yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Which is an amazing <laughs> fact. Yes. Um, it, it is interesting, the situation at United. Obviously, Vish has talked about it. Well, you know. I guess you could say he's uh, cathartically. Uh, <laughs> I bet he wishes he was here today. I, I don't think so. No. In a no. series of 3 a.m. WhatsApp voice <laughs> yeah. notes. I think Fish is in Dundee in his bare feet at the moment. <laughs> uh, a lovely reference. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this was a it was a stunning victory for Bournemouth, and a lot of people were saying, you know, look, look at what um, Iriol is doing at, at Bournemouth. They've got a plan. They've got a system. You can see it. The identity, da, 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 all that kind of good stuff. And Manchester United looked all over the place. Um, I think we should focus a bit on Bournemouth because we've focused yes. a lot on Manchester United and no doubt we will come back to them because it was, it, from, from their point of view, it was a bit of a shite show. But Bournemouth, their fourth win in five, Solanke got another goal, Billing uh, among the scorers as well. But what Iriola's 
been doing there, Andy, it's coming to fruition now, quite clearly. We look at the results, look at the performance. Iriola was really close to getting the boot as well. Yeah. I mean, he was probably a result off. Yeah. So for him to maintain his his vision throughout that sort of pressure, and it, it, it was a degree of pressure mm. because, you know, you can say, oh, Bournemouth have got a small ground and, you know, it's, it's not the same level as Manchester United. They're an incredibly well-funded Premier League club and there is pressure there, more pressure than there ever ever was because if you go back over the last five years, I think Premier League boards have got more and more trigger-happy because the financial implications yeah. of getting relegated yep. now is absolutely ruinous mm-hmm. or extremely damaging at best, I, I, I suppose you could say. So to... I mean, the whole reason he was brought in is because he was a philosophy manager. Mm-hmm. I always felt he was kind of a get for, for yep. Bournemouth. But now it's... Now it's coming together. But I think when you talk about a philosophy style of coach, you don't think about the industry off the ball. No. And that's what was really obvious in in this. And that was platformed to a sort of wider audience here. And you could see the quality of some of the players they brought in as as, as well. Like Kirkes, for example, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was excellent. He was really good for AZ in the in the conference. And we know season. that there's a player in Solanke. You know, there has uh, you see, I didn't know there was this player in Solanke. I thought there's someone who could maybe get you six, seven Premier League goals in the season. Mm. I didn't see this Solanke emerging. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 he's been great. And, and it, it, you know, it's funny what you say with regards to the board and the money involved in, in the game now. Which, I mean, it's been there for a while and yeah, and, and, and whatnot. And it's a tricky one for the board because if, if the manager looks like he's going nowhere, do you then keep him going, keep him going, keep him going? And you just think, ah, now it's it's a bit late and, it, and it's 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 now going to take somebody longer to turn the ship around. Are we or, talking Iriola or are we talking Ten Hag? Yeah, well, but well, no, Iriola particularly. But the situation with Iriola was just that they, they, they really, it was almost a, from the decision makers at Bournemouth, it almost became, it had to be a selfish decision to keep him mm-hmm. because of the way they treated Gary O'Neill. Yeah. They, could, they couldn't, they could have staked so much on getting him. Definitely. Yeah. And so they, yeah, it, they, 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 they took a situation where, and I know I'm biased towards Gary O'Neill, but I don't think that's relevant to this particular point. They take Gary O'Neill, who does, who does fine there. He's, mm. he's, he's done a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 he delivered what they asked him to deliver effectively. Then they fired him anyway to bring their own man in. If you get, uh, I mean, if you, I mean, there's 16 games in now. So when you're talking about him being a game or so ago, they probably about five or six games ago. Mm. So you then go 10 or 11 games into a new Premier League season. Mm. And you go, well, we're going to get rid of him as well. It makes you look ridiculous. So they had... So out of respect for Gary O'Neill, they didn't sack him. Well, maybe. Which is a, nice, which is a touch of class. Well, and, and also, I think there's an element of Areola. There's a lot of people who know a lot more about tactics than I do. They seem to see a lot in what Bournemouth were doing. It was just they, they weren't getting the results. Mm. And now they are getting the results. They've gone five without losing a game. And they've gone up to Old Trafford and dominated. I mean, they, sh- they probably should have won five nil. Well, this is the thing, which they, is they, which is well, incredible. They definitely should have won four nil. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. that is that is the, that is where you just tear your hair out with with the, with the new interpretation of the of the offside uh, offside handball. Of the handball rule. Yeah. You just think, how on earth have you given that? You know, I know I don't want to get bogged down, but it should have been at least four nil, as you say. And this is not a, a smash and grab, which is kind of what you were saying, Luke. This is this was a, 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 so, a polished performance. There was moments where Man United might have scored, but I mean, come on, you know, that's so, going to happen. And I, th- I think. You know, I know you didn't want to go too heavy on May United, but just if I can make a brief point, because I think Bournemouth are really good. But I also think, you know, and this, this may annoy Bournemouth fans me saying that, saying this. I, I don't really feel like they want... had to be that good. Yeah. And and and, yeah. and, and that and that's that's to me gets to the nub of the the idea about um you can say with a Premier League manager of the month award for Ten Hag or for anyone, it's just about results. If you, you and in fact effectively, if you are gonna go Premier League manager of the month, 
is about results, then in November you give it to Arteta because mm. he got more points. Yeah. But you don't it doesn't really have to be such a big deal because it's not really a massive thing anyway. But, When's Marco Silva getting one? But well maybe December. Yeah, get, get, yeah could be. Start, start a new year off right. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. If you're not doing it just on points, you've got to look at that team and you've got to make some kind of subjective assessment about them. Mm. And you cannot say that a team that's capable, and I know we're in December now, so mm. it's a slightly different point, a team that's capable of turning in performances like that and mm. other performances we've seen is is any kind of coherent unit that is run by a manager who's in control of what he's doing. Yeah. Because because what we saw at the weekend was from, from United... It's just shambolic. Yeah, well, they've got. They're in a habit at the moment of when they yeah. lose, and they do lose a lot for a team of their size. They lose so badly. That is definitely it looks yeah. so bad yeah. on the yeah. eye. It looks yeah. terrible. Well, people are throwing the towel in, and people are having to go to Bruno Fernandes and, and or Fernandes, Should I? Should Andy say? But yeah, Andy, do get that right. So the point now is that <laughs> the, the, a few weeks ago, when these you know they'd had a few shocking results and whatnot over the season, um, but they were still in an all right position, which you could argue they still are. Um, the chat of sacking Ten Hag was kind of like, oh, that would be stupid to sack him. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, they've got Bayern Munich this week in the Champions League. And then Liverpool. Yeah. And then Liverpool. It would be very um, post-Ferguson Manchester United to win one of those games with a bit of luck. Do you know what I mean? It yes. would be very yes. post-focused to mean. kind of it's squirm not down to them, through. Though, is it? It's not down to them in the Champions League, is it? No, no, to, to, to squirm through somehow or maybe get a good win against Liverpool or something. They ain't going to win at Anfield, are they? Well, come on. You know, Didn't they get whooped 7-0 last year? <laughs> yeah. So my point, is, or my, my question is, are we close now to seeing Ten Hag get the sack? No, because there's no one to sack him. Right. So my, my, my feeling would be that it's in such a, such a state of flux mm-hmm. That, and there's such a big concern in terms of who they are as a team and mm-hmm. the size of the club that you know if you've got a situation where, in this case, the Jim Radcliffe's coming in with Ineos and he's going to look looks like it's been reported he's going to take control of the football matters, which is insane by the way it for is. someone who's going to own twenty five percent of the stock. We, only twenty five percent. We stock. covered that though, and that's absolutely right. But it doesn't make any sense to fire the manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you can't unless there's some kind of agreement that oh by the way when I'm coming in. I'm taking control of the football side of the club. I'm going to fire Ten Hag. Unless, so you, well fire him unless you know when exactly the takeover is happening. Yeah. Uh, which we don't as outsiders at, at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got to do like six games or eight games with a caretaker coach, maybe that makes a bad situation even worse. But I was saying on here on, on OTC a, a while ago, if there's something that was going to make a club that believes quite strongly at board level in an action, mm-hmm. if there was something that was going to jolt them into to action, it, it would be not getting out of that Champions League group. Mm-hmm. But then again, in a normal functional, halfway functional Manchester United, this result pushes you over the edge, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's hard to... It's, I mean, I, I'm Andy Mitten did a, um, did a top 10 on the Athletic of the worst main art results post-Ferguson. Um, this one will be in there. It was in there. It was like number five or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's hard to it's hard to see how you know if we're in normal times how you know realistically you come back from that. I mean, it's, I know it happens gradually, and I know that it's difficult to 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 compare to the Ferguson era, which is probably what dogs manages since every single week of their lives, particularly in the media. But it's hard, I mean, it's just impossible to imagine that ever happening. Mm. You know. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, of course, three places above them in the league um, and eight points better off than them is Aston Villa. Mm. And Villa 
got another good win at home, this time against Arsenal, 1-0. Of course, the result leaves Villa just two points off the top of the league. And when asked if Villa are in the title race, Emmy Martinez, among other things, says, yeah, I'm a believer, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but John McGinn said no, didn't he? John McGinn said, don't tell me. We're not, we're not talking about that. In the, we banned it or something. So very, the way di- that, very different characters. The, the way that, <laughs> Cheps. Cheps. <laughs> the way that Emmy Martinez said that, is that evidence of the influence of Ange Postacoglu on the Premier League this season? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. But he did say, though, Martinez, that that um, uh, Emery said, you know, if, if we win against Manchester City against Arsenal, then we've got to take ourselves seriously as yeah. the start of contention. And I agree with that. Which is clearly what he said to the team in the dressing room and not the media, whereas Emery Martinez can't help himself. And I think John McGinn's you yeah. know, toe in the company line kind of thing. But it's, it's another great win. And beating Manchester City in, in what was an incredible performance, a very mature performance, against Arsenal, yeah, OK, another day Odegaard puts at least one of those in. But they score early and, and they end up winning the game. I mean, how did you see this performance from th- Aston Villa? I think that's what makes it so impressive, Marcus, that it's almost like a performance from a completely different team. Yeah. Now, if I was, you know, we were talking on Friday and I was saying how a lot of the football that Villa have played this season has been quite un-Emery like. Yes. This was very Emery like. Yeah. It was. Th- this this was way, way different. And that they can switch it up and mm. beat the two best teams in the division, with all due respect to Liverpool, they can beat the two best teams in the division in the space of a week mm. with totally different performances. Yeah. I mean, that is something that suggests that they're going to be durable, that they can beat yeah, you yeah. and they can beat the best opposition in very different ways. Yeah, and the un-Emery-like thing mm-hmm. that you've you've mentioned a, a couple of times, as well, and, and Miguel Delaney wrote an, an excellent piece about this, is, is is how high up the pitch Villa have been playing. Yeah, yeah. And, if, and, and there's been a number of people saying, hang on, we didn't see this coming. For, for a manager so long in the tooth like Emery, to almost change that philosophy, or not maybe not change the philosophy, but change the style so dramatically. It's like Ancelotti-esque, isn't it? Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, to, very rare to, to see, to, to to see have, that. Yeah, the great, the managerial greats of the game. Yeah. normally have something that works for them that they always go back to. Mm. So to to be a genuine student of the game and yeah. change as you go along, even when you're in your fifties, that's pretty remarkable. It's, it, it, it and is. also, it's, it's even more impressive. Well, it's, it's Ferguson-esque as well. Yeah, they're, they're better at it than any other team in the league. Mm. That particular high line and the stats would play that out. They're, Sky Sports made a big deal out of that over the weekend, talking yeah. about how many times they've mm. caught team players off guard and stuff. But it's also a sign of a really confident team because mm. ultimately the offside trap, playing it in that way, a lot of if you're not a confident player and you're not confident in your own positional mm. ability and your own pay, um, uh, recovery pace, it's it's the kind of goal that players don't like conceding because it just makes them look stupid. Like you, you just look stupid if you get if you get that if you get that offside trap sprung over and over again you yeah. look incompetent do, basically yeah. Yeah. and it's the easiest and the com- most comforting thing to do is just drop deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. as the game mm-hmm. goes on particularly when the, you get a bit the tired di- the discipline it takes their their you, their line is it's the best Premier League back line in terms of discipline and positional you've I've seen for ages yeah. like it's so on point the whole time the amount of times clever players like top level players like Bakayo Saka like get caught yeah is is really indicative of a yeah, amazingly well drilled, yeah, right. well drilled, well coached team. Yeah. And and you've also got to say it, and Marcus, you won't thank me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It makes you think, what is was Steven Gerrard doing with this team? Because they haven't bought that many players. Why would I do? Because you love England and you love one of their brave <laughs> lions. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. And I can tell by your face that you you it's got to you. <laughs> And, <laughs> and therefore, I have no further yes, things to say. Yes. But but uh. it, but it is, you, you think you, you look at like Gerard getting getting uh. the bullet because 
he's looking like they might float with relegation with this team. Yeah, I know, yeah. And now we're legitimately sitting here talking about them <laughs> challenging for the title. Yeah, Leicester City-esque. It is. And they've mean? got exactly the same amount of points mm. after this amount of games as, as Leicester did in their title season, yeah, don't they? See. But, but also, I want to just completely agree with what you guys have alluded to, which is the idea that the way they won against Arsenal was completely different to the way they won against City. Which is Andy was... Yeah, yeah. partly because it had to be. Um but also because it's even more impressive because it's a, Arsenal present a completely different challenge to Man City. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I say, look, the, the, the Villa got a little bit lucky. Odegaard misses two very good chances. Yeah, you know, and, and we should give Emi Martinez. They rode their luck for sure. Emi Martinez kudos mm. because the Mason way he the way he um, anticipated the Odegaard one, you know, he pounced on it. He would saved it before the shot had even been taken. Really, he um, definitely he definitely anticipated brilliantly well. He did, yeah, and uh, and so there is that, and, and and that so therefore it was a little bit different because against Man City they gave them nothing. But McGinn's goal, if you haven't seen this on social media, I know people will have seen the highlights. I watched the highlights of this game. Mm. Uh, well, I watched the game and, and, and I watched the highlights of it. And I actually didn't fully appreciate how good the goal was until I saw Great a, feet. A, yeah, a video of it uh, posted on, on, on Twitter. The one from the top. Whichever angle, there was a number of angles. Just the passing move. Now, sometimes, oh, it was a 25-30 pass move maybe it was like 17 18 passes which is still impressive but the fact is how quickly they move and if you know what i mean by this the different types of passes within the move mm. it wasn't just short and sharp passes it's how be as effective as you can with the ball the way they moved it and it comes into McGinn and he, and he slots home that's against arsenal and arsenal love to do that against teams mm. so it was it was yeah. it was it was magnificent I, football I, I also thought that watkins got for a lot of quite selfless work he yeah, kind of stumbled up quite a lot over on the left to kind of negate um, Saka and Odegaard. What I would say, though, is you, you talk about Aston Villa riding their luck. You could also say, really, but who who, who for Arsenal actually played that well? Mm. You know, Saka was kind of kept pretty quiet, thinking he had one shot on target. Odegaard got chances fine, but he missed those chances. I thought Kai Havertz was probably the pick of the, mm. the midfield players. And that's, you know, he, he seems to be in some kind of resurgent form. But ultimately... It's one of those ones where you are, what about Martinelli? Well, he got subbed off. Yeah. Jesus, he was busy as you always, but he got subbed off. Like mm. you, they did ride their luck and, 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 and asked to have more shots and more chances than Villa and more of the ball. I mean, Havertz's goal, I felt, should have stood, by the way. What, because they couldn't. It, what, because the they Villa, couldn't. It hit his hand. No, but the Villa, yeah, well, it, didn't in, it hit the Villa players' hand first, though, is what people in, were saying. In the spirit of what I was saying about Bournemouth's fourth goal, you know, I, I think he's incredibly unlucky, but okay. It, yeah. If you're being consistent, I suppose you have to say that because you said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but, but exactly, um, yeah. all I'm saying is that maybe, you know, maybe Arsenal did have more of the ball and maybe, you know, they, they were unfortunate. But maybe Aston Villa were comfortable with that. Maybe given Aston Villa's record this mm. season, maybe they're fine with that. I, I have to say, I, I don't think from an Arsenal perspective you would change that much about their performance. No. I thought I, I thought they performed pretty well on, a, on another yeah. day they win that game. But, but with regards to what you said earlier, Andy, you know, Villa did what they had to do. Yeah. And, and again, with, with this Emery side, they go 1-0 up, so then, then that influences and informs how they play. Because against Manchester City, they scored much later on in the game. And, and they think, expended an enormous amount of energy in that game as well. Which made this even more impressive. Only a few yeah. Yeah. So if Arsenal do you know, get the penalty for the foul on, or the, the um, alleged foul on Gabriel Jesus and, then, and they score... Well, that I mean, is, Douglas Lewis booted him up in the air. But they got away with anyway, that one. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. So they did get some decisions here and, or you know, Havertz goals stood whatever. I do think Villa could then go, right, let's go again. You know, and I think that's yeah. uh, that's it. It's not just a backs to the walls job. It was a different type of performance, as we know. But well, they've, they've they've got they've got depth, which sometimes is is not celebrated. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. the fact that you know they bought Diaby for a fortune in the summer, 
And he does, he's he does, fucking brilliant. He, he doesn't. He is brilliant. Yeah. And he doesn't start because Leon Bailey's playing so well at the yeah. moment. And I tell you what, if there's a testament to Emery's coaching, Leon Bailey is it. Because Leon Bailey was your ultimate YouTube highlights player. And he is consistently getting a tune out of him in a way that a lot of people who watch him on a regular basis I don't think really believe was possible. And it's a difference between a coach at the moment in yeah. this moment here the difference between Emery and Pochettino. You know, what's yeah. wrong with coach better, yes. what's wrong yeah. with better coaching the players you've already got? Yeah. Emery yeah. does that as well. And uh, and that's what something that Guardiola has always done mm. really successfully as well. I think it'd just be fascinating to see how far Villa can go with this. They get through Christmas. Yeah. They've got some games which you think I'm not sure um, but you wouldn't have expected to, to beat City and Arsenal in the same week. Yeah. So no. they get through Christmas. I think it's a really interesting situation. It is. And with regards to the en- energy expended, you know, and we know they've got European football as well. We we, we said it yeah. before a ball was kicked. We expect it's, them to win that tournament. I mean, it's quite untaxing European football still, until you get to the sharp end, listen, I would suggest. Well, and the so travel potential Bonanski in the shape of Zrinsky Mostar, um, <laughs> whose budget is probably... Ollie about Watkins' wages. The, 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 <laughs> the <laughs> sort of level. His budget's probably about the size of fucking, you know, I don't know, yeah. It's, it's, it's low. It's, it's low. low. It's very, very low. Insert your own witty joke that I couldn't think of right there about how low their budget Gospel is compared Borough. to Oxford. Probably Gospel Borough, yeah. Yeah, and that's just the council. God bless them. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go for a quick break. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this episode of the football ramble is sponsored by better help life throws many different challenges at us and as a result we all have our own sources of stress whether big or small those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways and if we don't address them they can have an outsized and unwanted impact Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble.
you know, everything was a challenge. I'd eat an apple in the, you know, watching the, the, the TV at night right. and the bin would be by the TV, you know, six meters away or whatever it was. And well, I would just do it. I had the bravery to, to miss and for there to be a stain on the wallpaper and my mum right. to absolutely scream at me. But the next day I'd do the same and I'd be bump and it'd go right in the middle and my dad would give me a nod of approval and my mum would be seething but couldn't say anything because it went in. I wish I was brave enough to to <laughs> mess up my wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell Should you what. Brave enough to move the bin. There's some people in this. There's some people yeah, on this we, show yeah. who've stained their parents' wallpaper over time. Trust me on that. All right, they're not, they're not here to defend themselves. So we can't Pete, talk Pete about. Pete's yeah, not here. Um, no, I mean, I, I heard. You, we should say thank you very much to friend uh, of the Ramble, William Ray, for choosing that clip. Of course, you can become a friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreoncom ramble. Yeah. It's demented, isn't it? Whichever way you look at it... What, being a friend of the Ramble? No, that's, quite, oh, okay. that's, that's a must-have. That is this Christmas must-have gift. Um, do we have a gift? Uh, because Is there a gift facility in Patreon? There must be. Gift it to your friend for Christmas. Yeah, I, I think Pete can come around and mess your wallpaper up. Yeah. I, I, with a... With a, with a Bodily fluid of your choice. What I like about that clip is that's from Simon Jordan's up. up <laughs> you get to choose. That's a that's a, that's a real that's a fucking great consolation. Now, oh, Pete, Pete, this will test you. Yeah. <laughs> you, your wife comes over. What's happened there? <laughs> I chose to piss myself. It could have been worse. You should see next doors. Covered in cum. Right. Um, what I like about the Michael Owen clip, can I just say, is that um, is that. That's on Simon Jordan's podcast, Upfront. Oh, yeah. Which is um, not the Upfront we have. They chose the same name. Don't know why. Um, he's told that story, Michael Owen. Mm. Simon Jordan's accepted it. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's probably someone filming it. Mm. There's someone producing it. Yeah. There's someone editing it. Yeah. Probably about five people that's right. have all thought, that's fine. Yeah. Not only is that fine, we're clipping that out for social media. That's it. And no one will think it's weird. No. It's the weirdest thing of the year. It's coming late, December, but it's the weirdest thing. And it's, but, it's, but it crucially, it's not the weirdest thing Michael Owen said. No, the thing is, is he could have framed it in a totally different way that I was always competitive. I was yeah. always wanting to achieve stuff. But then to talk about being brave, <laughs> it's just, I had the bravery. You, oh. you could put that on children in need, couldn't you? You could. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> part, of the, part, of the, part of the big montage. I threw an apple in a bin. Oh. I had the bravery to stain me mum's wallpaper this with Christmas, apple juice. This Christmas, be as brave as Michael Owen. Yeah. If um, he had anything about him, the next time he does an interview on Zoom yeah. at home on the telly, yeah, yeah. he'd just put uh, an apple smear behind him yeah. on the wallpaper. Apple seed there. He was a great player for England, though. Right, it's he now was. time so for So he can update. do whatever he wants, apparently. <laughs> You now do whatever you want. It, it's 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 the uh, run villa into the ground. Uh, yeah, you're like a diplomat, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a foreign land. If you're... Uh, right, it's time for an update on the football ramble Acker with Betfair. Every weekend, we're placing a ten pound Acker on four match odds, ninety markets across the Premier League, where any winning bets are paid out in ninety minutes. So you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. Game one, of course, I picked. Fulham to beat West Ham. Luke rolled his eyes um, when I first said that. It's a good pick. But it turned out to be an excellent pick. Uh, Fulham won 5-0, of course. Game two, Andy picked Liverpool to beat Palace. They won 2-1, did the Reds. Um, Elliot scored in the 91st minute. So if Andy had bet on a draw, we would have still been okay. Mm. It would have paid out thanks to Betfair's match odds 90 markets. Um, but of course, Andy was correct, though. Liverpool did win that match. Game three, Luke picked Aston Villa to beat Arsenal. And they won 1-0. I thought that was a brave Ooh. pick, and I don't think I got the credit for that. Well, you are well. Fortunately, done. you're giving Thanks. yourself yeah. the credit for that. Well, oh, sarcastic. Well done from Marcus, and you having a go at me. 
Cheers. Um, okay, now. And then game four, Pete picked Newcastle supposed to draw, but Spurs won 4-1. Yeah. Three out of four, though, for two weeks in a row. <laughs> We're going say, in the right direction. After about 40 seconds of that watching that Spurs, Newcastle guy was like, it's not me a draw. It's this. not happening. It <laughs> no is. way. I know. And it all went down to the last game of the weekend as well. What a shame. Um, yeah, so in total, there were three stoppage time goals in the Premier League this weekend. Betfair are donating £10 to the charity pot for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. That's another £30 for Prostate Cancer UK. Remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, you will still get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. Yeah, we were close, but no cigar. Listen, it's, 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 um, it's an improvement to the three people in this room's um, tally. Isn't it? We've got another one right each. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. That's something. It? Because the person who gets the least amount right by the end of the season has to do a forfeit. Yes. Um, Is so that we'll, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if it's you. <laughs> I was about to say, there's news to us all. Um, but at the moment, I'm up for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about that game then. Tottenham Hotspur 4, Newcastle United 1, the injury derby. Uh, Tottenham won for the first time since the end of October. Ending a run of five games without a win. Yeah, Kieran Trippier looks like he needs to be taken around the back of the vets and someone to slot him. Oh, um, don't have a go at Trippier. I, I don't think it's his fault. I think he's, well, it was his fault. he's been running to the ground. <laughs> it is his fault. Mm. He's being picked and he's deciding to play. But I feel like as, as club captain, he feels like he has to do it. Well, look, but yeah. he, th- there's no way, there's no justification off the back of this result mm. that Eddie Howe, despite his issues with selection um, availability, he needs to bring someone in. Like the way, same like way Lewis he's, Hall. He's brought what well, he's brought exactly. He's brought Lewis Mile into midfield. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Hall's to, been sitting on the bench for the last what four or five games. He needs to give some of these, particularly that back line. Yeah. They need a break. I, I'm 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 concerned. Yeah. Look, Kieran Trippier is one of the finest defenders in the Premier League right yes. now. He's more, I, I, I'd go as far as to say maybe one of the finest fullbacks in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we, we we rate him, we love him. Um, but the load on him at the moment is unbearable. You saw what 100%. happened at Everton, and you saw. I mean, look, he, he's playing against. You know, like Son skinned him a couple of times, but that's Son who was at his scintillating best. Okay? He was so, great. so he might do that on a, on a normal day. It, it, it did feel as if Postacolu, I mean, it feels like other teams are starting to work Newcastle out in terms of Postacolu seemed to put Son, you know, he drifts inside yeah. quite a lot. It's almost as if stay out there and have a go at him. Yeah. He's and, cooked. And, 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 and I'm just concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned about Newcastle with their game against Milan because that needs to be all all pumping, all, all guns blazing. Having said that, the atmosphere will lift them but, like, like yeah, didn't sure. happen in those two games. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but as well, Milan are rot at the moment as yeah, well. Yeah, they are, Andy. And and I just I just wonder, in particular, that Everton game, if they could have just played, they could have rested a few. I yeah, think definitely. It's, I, think it's definitely an, I just I agree. think it's an experience from Howe and Tyndall. Yeah. I just think it's inexperience. I think you, know, you look at the, the, the situation you've got to go into over December when you're an English Premier League club, well, you're a team in the top flight in England. Yeah. Like, it's not the same as in the rest of Europe. Um, it's fucking intense. Like yeah. we're the only country of major league, I think. Andy will tell me if I'm wrong. Where we got ramp up the games over yeah. winter. Yeah. Well, there is a sort of they've got their sort of staggered fixtures come January, which is which is sort of the Premier League break. It's not a break like you see in other countries, but they do kind of they are bringing in that staggering of the fixtures. Yeah, to of, ease a, the burden. A, a sort of winter break by stealth, almost. It's an it's an easing of the burden rather than yes. a break. But since yes. the start of November, Newcastle have already played nine games. Yeah, you know, they, and it's not going to let up. They've got I've got it in front of me here. They've got four games in the next kind of twelve days. So he knows what's coming. Mm. The, the, you can you can understand if a team loses at Spurs, even though they've been in poor form, and even loses. Uh, you know, against yeah. Everton, a resurgent Everton at Goodison Park. You can mm. understand that. But I think it's the manner of mm. these yeah. defeats. Any common or garden football fan can see 
that how many players they've got that are totally cooked. And I think the other thing about it is you get whopped at Spurs. It could yeah, have been more. I yeah, mean, Brian yeah. Johnson hit the, hit the woodwork oh. twice. You know, it could have been more, right? So if you, they could have been staring down a 6-1 defeat here. Yeah. They lost 4-1. It's a comprehensive defeat. The, the goal they scored was a consolation. Totally. Are, are Newcastle fans, are, are Newcastle as a team and a club really going to be under more pressure than they are at the moment if he plays Lewis Hall instead? Yeah. Because Newcastle fans, like every mm. fan likes a young youth yeah. team player yeah, coming course. through anyway. They'll mm. give him support. They'll give him patience. Mm. They'll say, do you know what? He's been roasted there by Sun all game, but he'll learn from that. Well, mm. they've committed to pay the thick end of 30 million for him next mm. year. So mm. they clearly rate him. Mm. I, I just don't understand it. No, I don't either. And I think that suddenly the players are, are very self-conscious of, of some poor performances and they, mm. they know themselves that their energy levels are low. And it's like, you know... Do, <sighs> Well, I think how much of it? I mean, do you, do you basically say to them after that game, right, lads? I'll see you at the ground now before kickoff of that <laughs> Milan game. You know, you got to yeah. give them a break. You know, and and it disrupts the plans. And I'm, as I say, I'm I'm a bit concerned for them. Um, but Tottenham Hotspur though, back on the wagon uh, with with a big victory, and nice to see Richarlison scoring with his feet. I was just going to talk about Spurs more generally. They were good because they had they had um, Saar and Basuma in there who were provide an amazing base to their midfield. Um, they they could put a team out which would do the job. Obviously, they've got their own injury problems themselves, but they're able mm. to you know to to really be less tired than Newcastle, and uh, obviously don't have any kind of European concerns. So they won't, haven't played quite as many games. I thought that um, the, the the performance of Christian Romero is like continually baffling. <laughs> like he's just come back from a band where he's tried to do someone mm. right. And and I, and, I, and and here's the thing. And this is the football fans all over. You know, the amount, the outcry about Matty Cash's behaviour doing doing Bentoncourt and putting him out again mm. after he'd done Ben Davis before that and people talk about Charlie Adam doing Gareth Bale. Right, shut your mouth if you've got Christian Romero in your team. <laughs> because, because Christian Romero, as far as I'm concerned, is a brilliant player. I've never seen... He's, he's, I've never seen such a good player be so brain dead. He's worse than Sergio Ramos. Like, do you know what, he's he's said, honestly worse no, but, than Ramos. But Ramos was... Yeah, okay, carry on the point. We don't want well, to the point is he, the point is against Chelsea, in my view, he tries to do him. Mm. Again there in New, against Newcastle, I just think he gets the red mist and yeah. he can't help himself. It is it is a strange a, one. And the reason I say that he's brain dead, and I know it sounds a bit disrespectful, is because you have to have something missing in your mind if you come back from a ban having done that mm. and then do that again. It's, it's like goldfish memory, isn't it? It's, bl- it's blind spots he's got there, isn't it? I mean, it, 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 and he should have he should have walked for that, by the way. Yeah, he should. And I think it's it's interesting because the way they've constructed the defence this season, obviously Van der Ven is out at the moment, but the idea it seems is Van der Ven's quick. He'll cover for the bits where Romero dives in, but if he dives in to the extent where he's going to get himself sent off. I mean, you know, there's no covering defender who can no. sort that out for well, him, I think that, I think that's it. That if, if if there is a ball in behind Romero, Van der Ven, is, he has to be incredibly quick to make sure that Romero's not the last man. Yeah. That is, it's clearly... <laughs> yeah. A, 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 I, I, also, I also think there's a bit of a category error there. You know, it's not uncommon, as we all know, for two centre-backs, one to drop and one to go and attack the ball and all the rest of it. And, and, that, and him and Van der Ven do, do actually do that broadly very well and it's very complimentary. Mm. I don't think that's what we're talking about here. I think there are plenty of good centre-backs out there who go out and win the ball and make the right decision, etc., etc. And of course you miss time at some time. Of course you commit the occasional tactical foul. It feels like he doesn't want to control himself, doesn't it? He doesn't want to, and he's going to hurt someone. He's, going to, he's basically just going to hurt someone. And I don't think it's the right message for Chris Kavner and the rest of the officials, whoever they were yeah. in, in VAR, 
to not send him off for that um, yesterday. I thought it was brutal. I thought there's no place for it in the modern game. And, and given his track record, mm. you can't give him the benefit of but, doubt. But I tell you something, though. Speaking of Spurs defenders, as as Michael Richards highlighted uh, quite nicely on Match of the Day too, Porro and Udogi. Uh, where the yeah. way that they're just all over the place. Yeah. It's very difficult to defend against that. Now, mm. I'm, You mean all over the place in a good way, though? In, in a very, yeah, as yeah. in tactically uh, everywhere. weaving in and out and yeah. uh, picking up, going in different positions and so on. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, it's been highlighted. Obviously, opposition managers will be aware of this. I think they're going to have to be very aware of it and they're going to have to do something about it because, you know, if you can catch them out, then there are spaces at the back. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, so there is something there. And I think that, you know, that's the way Postacoglu likes to play is like get everybody forward and, and that's what they're committed to doing. And it has been very effective and very enjoyable to watch. You know, Spurs are up in fifth now. They're just three points off a Champions League spot, seven points off the top, despite that, um, um, you know, four losses in the last six games that they've had. Uh, but it is great to see uh, just the, the, um, the, the, the freedom that some of those players have and, and the fans are loving it. And, as I say, they're back on and the way. It is important. It's an important win for them. You look at the games they've got coming up. Forest away, uh, Everton at home, Brighton away. And yeah. then on New Year's Eve, they play Bournemouth at home. Yeah. But it was one of those, I think it's a real pivotal game for them because Newcastle are a good team when they're, full and fo- they're fully fit and firing. And if they had lost that one as well, uh-huh. you start to go, where's the next win coming from? Yeah. And now you feel like they've got a bit of confidence back in there. Yeah. Let's talk about Fulham Five. <laughs> you weren't listening to any of that, were you? Hey, hey. Yeah. Here we go. It's Say happening. What? It just goes to We've show. We've got liftoff, ladies and gentlemen. The quality of your analysis oh, yes. is is right up there. So when after 12 games, Fulham had only scored 10 goals. And, and you were I really said, worried. And I said Fulham need to score goals. And Marco Silva, clearly listening to Pumped this podcast, into the dressing room. went, come on, let's not <laughs> yeah. let him down. Yeah. And my goodness, 16 goals in their last four games, picked up nine points. It's been incredible. It's been scintillating. And we talked, didn't we, on Friday about West Ham's defence being an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, and indeed. that and Fulham being on, on fire at the moment I mean, was the combination of those two factors, well, wasn't the, it? The performance against Forest was very good, but Forest are a bit down on their luck at the moment. Whereas West Ham, you know, Marcus Silva said this was a more complete performance. Um, Fulham, of course, have won 5-0 at home for the second time in a row. And it's the first time since October 1961 that they've scored three-plus goals in successive top-flight wow. league matches. That's what that's what's going on here, everybody. There's and, five different goal scorers with five different assist makers as well. Yeah, just that's a complete performance. Spread it. I reckon what Marco Silva said is he said, listen, we need to get our goal difference back up to zero as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've done it. <laughs> uh, it's been so, so good. And I, I said earlier in the season that, that I, th- I think a lot of people like Raul Jimenez. I get that impression that he's quite a liked player. Certainly among the Fulham fans, but I, I, I think he's quite likeable. I, I, I think agree. people it's, wished it's, him goodwill, especially after really, that bad injury. It's really satisfying to, to see him getting back to some sort yes. of form. Because at one point, remember, he was when he was at Wolves, he was being linked with Juventus and all yeah. sorts of massive clubs. You're absolutely and right. It, it's not long ago. It seems like a long time ago because it's been a really mm. dry spell for him. But all of a sudden, he's he's old Raul and it's great. Well, well he is. And, and it, it's funny because I think it's almost as if Fulham have accepted that Mitrovic has gone and it's like, right, we're playing with him up front. Did you hear mm. Marco Silva talking about it afterwards? Yes. He's like, you know, you win 5-0 two games in a row and people are still asking you about Mitrovic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, that's just Speller. That's just <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, I think, I think, you know, Silva said it right, you know, confidence breeds confidence. You know, Raul Jimenez gets his, his first goal of the season, which was a tap-in, mm. um, which was a, a consolation, um, uh, you know, ultimately. 
but suddenly he's got a goal and then you know gets a couple against Forest and he's buzzing. You saw against Forest the way he took the first one, beautiful finish, smashed into the river net, and then the second one. Yeah, this is proper. I'm king of the world kind of oh, finishing, goodness, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the one he scored against West Ham was exactly the kind of goal you want him to score. Yeah, yeah. that that just sort of it whipped ball in beauty, and then and then lovely flick, Willie, lovely flick, Willian's chipping in. Lovely to have Tosin Adarabayo back in the side. You know, a good centre half, a mainstay in the side. He's had bad injuries. He was linked to, I think it was Monaco, if my memory serves me Came well. Came through at um, City, didn't he? He did come through City. Yeah, I think he's from that part of the world. Mm. Um, and now he's back in the side, which they needed because Tim Ream has been a fine, fine player for mm. Fulham over the years. Um, and I still think that he's a good defender, despite being um, a little bit older. But when you're relying on him every single week in the in the in the you know the harsh and, and tough surroundings of the Premier League, the odd mistake has crept in this. season. And this also, year. Um, Calvin Bassey, who started out had quite a difficult start to his football career, is now starting to hit his straps as well. Yeah, and you saw, and I mean, the, the, him and uh, Adarabai when 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 he scored, when Tosin scores that goal, that you can see that there's there's there must be a friendship there or something. They, he looked delighted for him, and the partnership there that, that could um, blossom, you know, at the back would be very very. Also, important. like Harry Wilson coming on and being that good, in the, it was come on, did he come at half time or just after? I think it was half time. Yeah, he on, was. Yeah. Sen- he was Susan Pub. Yeah, he was he's, he's a lovely player, Harry Wilson. He almost scored one of the goals of the season when he was that flick around the corner. Oh, if the, and, yeah, and the keeper saves and it. And you saw him when he had his head in his hands. He was like, oh, it was what? actually quite a poor finish. He was like, what have I done? Yeah, what have I done? Don't and worry, I'll sort it. Made up for it. Yeah, though. he did, did make absolutely. up for it though. And it was lovely to see Captain Tom Kearney in the centre of the pitch for the whole game. And he mm. started he, I mean, proving that he is the best number well, ten in the Premier League. He's now well. Then let me have it. Come on. <laughs> it's a big thing to let you have. Oi, player of the December player of the month is that's up for like, grabs. That's like that's like you walking into my house on Christmas Day, grabbing the PS5 and go, let me have it. <laughs> I'll let you have one of the smaller presents. It's fine. You're not having that. Ooh, he's a good Premier League operator. Better. Okay. I think he's starting to show now. Mm. He's starting to show that he can do it in an effective way at this level and not just be a cameo, yeah. a kind of throw of the dice. Yes. He's got a great left foot with one mm. nil down with 15 minutes left. Can he do something from a free kick type thing? Mm. He's now st- starting to show he can do stuff. Yeah, right. Against a West Ham team, fine, they're away from home, fine. They've got this performance in them, as Andy's already said, which I agree with. But to keep, I'm not just talking about Kenny here, I'm talking about Fulham overall, to keep you know, players like Pakatar, Kudos, uh, Four Nows, all of whom were substituted off, yeah. quiet when they've all, and Bowen as well, keeping them off the score sheet. One thing I was absolutely baffled to see was that Opta gave Burnt Leno man of the match. Yeah. yeah Isn't I mean, that right? Yeah. He made some saves, fine, but I mean, really, they won 5-0. Yeah. They've got all sorts of players to choose from yeah. here. It was strange they picked him. Leno's been brilliant for them. I've said it before and say it again, you know. He's a great goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we should also say another former Arsenal man, Alex Iwobi, has been very good for Fulham since he's gone there. Four goals and um, uh, assists in his last four, yeah. four matches for Fulham. Yeah. Like, he really has provided something in the midfield. Mm. I know that at Arsenal, he was a player and it was just sort of a younger hopeful and had some moments in an Arsenal shirt and whatnot, but obviously didn't quite work out hence he moved to Everton and Everton you know it's been a bit of a funny time for that club let, let's be honest but he's coming at Fulham and he's been really good a lot of energy um, a lot of movement some some ideas you know some some goals and whatnot but it, there's I think there's something he's I think he's brought something that Fulham are maybe lacking a little bit he's had a lot takes a lot of shots at goal which you know you're going to score at some point aren't you and and he's and, and he's been a part of this um the, these recent uh, uh Big results, of course. So yeah, it's 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 looking so much more rosier for Fulham, and it has just clicked. I think that's the thing. I know you take out Mitrovic, and that's a, that's a huge loss, but that's 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 gone. That's 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 a long time ago now. Mm. It, it in is footballing but, but, terms. But but you need some 
statement wins to, to, yeah. to get past that. Because I think if you're, uh, with all due respect, bottom half of the table type team, yeah. when you take the goal scorer out, you look what's happening to Forrest at the moment with mm-hmm. no Owen E. Yeah. You know, that is, I think, what most sort of mid-table, bottom half of the table teams are, yeah. are sort of scared of. Losing your guy who guarantees you 15 goals a season. And what this does is it now puts to bed all the Mitrovic chat. Yeah. Which I promise I will now. But, it, but, but the reason why I don't it was, believe you. No, but the reason why it was it was so stark. Mm. Like it was just so obvious that that was what they were missing. Mm. Well, now that's not the case, and I'm sure Mitro will be back one day. Yeah, a little <laughs> visit, you, a little walk you, around the pitch. Yeah, did you see hashtag Moyes out was trending on X at full time? Um, what was X formerly known as? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, when people say this stuff, is it because they don't understand how it works? How the ta- the trends now are tailored towards what you're looking for? <laughs> Maybe. So it could. It, it that doesn't mean, as far as I know, that doesn't mean that a massive amount of people are calling for it. It just means yeah. that a few people are, and it's been engaged with a lot because it's controversial, and that's a fucking idiotic thing to say in mm. this case. And therefore, people see it. I, and that, that's how I understand you're it. A, you're having a you having a dig at the Musketeers algorithms. I'm having a go at the producers for putting this in. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us move on then. And I'll tell you why, because in no other part of this running order mm. and is anyone else mentioned apart from when it comes like you say very yeah. fairly there. Yeah, Alex Awobi yeah. has now registered four goals and assists in his last four matches for Fulham. Yeah. What the running order actually says is. <laughs> Having previously been criticised by Luke, <laughs> Alex Awobi has now registered four goals and assists in his previous four games. Mm. I, I don't think it, I'm not seeing anything about Andy or Marcus getting anything wrong. So I'm just saying, yeah. if they're going to give it some, I'm going to give it a bit back. Right, I see. And young people should know how social media yeah. works. That's how professional. That's why they're here. That's how professional Luke is. He will drag it back <laughs> and have a go at the producers of this show. Um, Sheffield United won Brentford nil. Chris Wilder said, "You have to enjoy days like today." He's he's like a pig in shit. He's got his old job back. <laughs> yes, yeah. They've come crawling back. He's gone back in there with yeah. Nelson the dog. Yep. And they've given him his job back. <laughs> it's only their second win of the season, of course, in their second game under that man. And Wilder. the first one was against Liverpool, to be fair. Which the oh, his first game, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And if he was going back in with Nelson the dog, it's like he went back in with Nelson the dog and stopped the Swindon merger. Yes, it is. That's no, what yeah. it's like. It's, it's like remarkable. David Brent. It's like David Brent getting his job back and stopping Neil doing his thing. Because this was a Sheffield United performance from a couple of seasons ago. It was very retro. Paul Hackingbottom is Neil in this scenario, mm. right? Who's yeah. Nelson the dog? Uh, Mac- I'm not Mac- going to say. Is it Mackety? <laughs> well, listen. I, 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 there are pundits out there. Oh yeah. On shows today. Oh no. Who are going to say mm. that Mackety mm. didn't mean that? Who's going to say that? They are that some people out there going to go. That was a whipped cross to the far post that uh, went in the top corner. No, it wasn't. Having what? Having listen. Having seen what Sheffield United have been through this season so far. Yeah. Having seen that, I think that's his. Is that his first ever Premier League goal? I think. Yeah. It is. yeah. Scored in the Champo quite consistently. I think you'd be very, very mean and very unkind, particularly at this time of year, to deny James McAtee that goal as a meant goal. I just think there's going to be people yeah. out there who think it's a cross. Can I tell you who is mean and unkind? Mark Flecken for not putting in more of a dive that would have made it a stone-cold goal of the month contender and from stopping Sheffield United sewing it up in the second half. But I th- Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think Harry Wilson's is the goal of the month, by the way. It's a beauty. It is an absolute beauty. It wouldn't have been if Mark Flecken was in goal. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> dives for it. Every fibre of my being wants to deny you that. Yeah. But I don't know if I can at this point. Why would you want that? Can I just say as well, in the Brentford goal, not having a dive... The Sheffield United goal. Yeah, there's... Well, he's obviously the goalkeeper's in the Brentford goal. So yeah, I yeah, said yeah. that. Oh, I see. Yeah, there is something of the there is there is a beauty 
in the goalkeeper not diving because there's an element of, well, what do you want to do with that? Mm. Which makes it better. Yeah. Now, aesthetically, 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 it's not better, mm-hmm. but the philosophically, it's arguably stronger because the, the goalkeeper's looked at that and gone, I am a top-level goalkeeper. Mm. I'm getting nowhere near that. I'm staying home. It was like that Galatasaray free-kick goal against Man United. Exactly Ooh. like that. And Arnold was like, yeah, nah. It's not as impressive as Onana. He was just quite a lot of them. But, yeah. Top-level goalkeeper. Yeah, though. I don't think Onana, is, at Man United at least, has earned mm. the right to decide himself whether he dies for goals or not. Well, um, Is it deciding if you're off balance? Maybe. Yeah. Did, did you think that Frank uh, Onyeka should have been sent off for, yes. for Brentford? Yeah, Mike Dean did. Interesting that. Mike Dean... Um, because normally the referees will 99 times out of 100. There's so. no point in them being there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's old Deeney? Yeah. There's, the uh... thing is, when there's a studs-up challenge anywhere near the centre circle at mm. Brownell Lane, you think of Andy Johnson and yeah. George Santos, don't you? Massively. Yes. George Santos looking hard as nails, collar up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do definitely think of that. I don't think that's what the referee was thinking. Was it Stuart Atwell? I don't think that was on his mind. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think he was saying these killing fields have seen worse violence in the past. <laughs> I'll turn a blind eye. There, 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 are, there are two types of people in life. The people who think of that George Santos moment all the time and bring it up like um, the protagonist in The Ancient Mariner and those <laughs> who've like blocked it out of their minds because it's just too horrific. Too brutal, I, I, yeah. I can't remember it if I'm honest. It's, um, yeah, you're, you're one of the second type yeah, of people. It must yeah. be. I must yeah. have been traumatised by it. George Santos basically just sets out to do him mm. and has obviously been planning it way before the game started because that's from previous earlier in the they season, did. right? And then yeah. he just walks off was it, was it worse than that elbow that Sean Bean gets on when Saturday comes on the Sheffield United kit? <laughs> That's the goal standard for Sheffield United violence right there. Did it, did it right make that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But i tell you what though, I mean, not to end this on a negative note for Sheffield United after they've got their second win of the season in the Premier League, it's going to be a case of I think there's going to be a bit of hope that's going to kill them now I think under Hecking Bottom it was like oh, okay come on. we're resigned to this I don't know I think Wilder I think they've got a fighting chance I still think they'll go down but I think he'll give them a fighting chance what gives them a fighting chance Chris Wilder and and Sean Bean here's, here's something Who, I don't think we mention enough on this show Sean Bean yeah bastard <laughs> I, I, I think here's, here's one for you here's one we could all get behind okay Sheffield United are going to Stamford Bridge next. Oh, now you're talking. And I've kept pretty quiet up till now. <laughs> that is it. They're going to win 1-0. You know they are. Yeah. They know they are. Um, my goodness. Did you see, speaking of Sean Bean, that um, some Sheffield United fan photos from the 90s have, have recently been pu- published. It's one of old Beanie with some Sheffield United He looks fans. great as well. Yeah, he's, he's having a drink. No, I, I, and Obviously. by the way, if I may Sean say... Sean Bean's having a drink with Sheffield United fans. <laughs> That's an uncharacteristic... Any, any decade, you'll find that. He's not having a drink with... Sheffield United fans. He's having a drink with fellow Sheffield United fans. He's a perfectly authentic yeah, Sheffield okay, United fan fine, himself. Fine. He's not. It's not like oh, here I'm going to get a photo with some people like they do yeah, these days. It's obviously, it's authentic. Yes. Give, you said we don't talk about him enough. I'm trying to give you some more credit. I know, and I'm agreeing with you by saying yes. He looks great. If yeah. we're going to lean on '90s Sheffield United, it has to be Alan Cork and his massive grey beard. I mean, come on. I don't even know what you're talking about. Andy. <laughs> don't you, Alan Cork? <laughs> I'm Googling Alan that Cork right now. His massive grey beard. Oh, go on then. Yeah, it looks great. He yeah. looks 100 years old. Yeah. Yes, he does. Oh, now you Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. FA Cup semi final. Sheffield semi final. Oh, yeah. That's up there with your kill Kleins. Yeah, it is. He's, yeah. Only, he's only talking about that because Alan Cork also used to play for Wimbledon, presumably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Such a predictable. Bastard. 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 Hey, Marcus, let's just do 10 seconds of calling Andy a bastard. Andy, bastard. Bastard. There's a a multilingual bastard in this studio. (laughs) He just came over here from Portugal. Bastard. (laughs) 
It's Bruno Fernandes, bastard. <laughs> he wants to keep Britain in the EU, bastard. <laughs> I don't know how Bean voted, so don't be naughty. I, I don't know how he voted, but yeah. I know how Andy voted. <laughs> Part of the woke lefty Very mob, isn't he? <laughs> Although he surprised us with that one. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, should we end the show with um, uh, a story from Northampton Town? Yeah, why not? A place where we've played live. There's no time at present. There's no time at present. We have played Northampton live, actually. Yeah. yeah. Road Menders? Um, was it the Road Menders? I don't think it was. No, it was the big one where they do the, they had the proms there, I think, once. Yeah, no one came. They supported it's us. It's a big venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, the Northampton Town DJ was, was forced to apologise for playing last Christmas by Wham at their home game against Portsmouth at the weekend. What yeah. was the score, Luke? 1-3-0, one, one, mate. They're reversing just up what the they, behind, It's just what they do. Back Unless the... you're playing Blackpool, famously. Yeah. They, get <laughs> they get whooped at home. <laughs> the DJ was criticised for potentially knocking people out of the game Whamageddon, which is a game where, where players and we're all players in it, try to avoid hearing last Christmas for as long as possible before Christmas so Eve. I, I had no idea about yeah, this Yeah, I am aware of Facebook thing. Look, it's a bit wanky, let's be honest, let's declare that. A bit um, wanky. Uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah. um, the greatest piece of graffiti, of course, that time the late, great George Michael <laughs> crashed his car into... Uh, snappy snaps. Snappy, snappy snaps, snaps in Hampstead. Yeah, and someone wrote on the wall, wham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Makes you proud to be yeah. from this country, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so, so wham again. Is, is, were you aware of this game? Yes. So if I've and got a lot of people are, apparently, because people were pissed off that the, 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 the DJ there has, has knocked them all out. So people try and go as long as they can without hearing it, and then basically it's some kind of self-policing thing where if you, you just admit it if you've heard it and that's you, your and you're if, out. If you hear it, what happens is, you remember the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Yeah. That's what happens to you. Right. Yeah. It seems like high. What do you get about it if you don't hear it? Uh, you, you just carry on as normal. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm again. Last, last <laughs> bastard Christmas. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you do. It's, it's a self policing game. Yeah. Uh, which is why I win every year. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> no, I was, I was uh, for some reason, actually, this year, I, I heard um, Wham last Christmas in late November, and I remember thinking, oh, I've been done. But it doesn't start until the 1st of December. So I'm right. still in, baby. Oh, brilliant. I'm still in. I'm still in as well, but I didn't know I was even yeah. playing. Well, don't play it out now because that would be naughty and also copyright. Yeah, we can't play live music the right. show. So people listening to this, if you're playing, you're perfectly safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, but some people are into it. Some people are, are, are not bothered, Andy. I would say that was probably most people and, and perhaps even a bigger majority of people don't even know about but it. But the Northampton Town DJ, we must emphasise did this on purpose because he thought it would be fun to knock out 7,000 people at once. Yeah, maybe when as he played the track, he put in some noise-cancelling headphones in and he was like, I'm still in, baby. <laughs> and he's going to take the Northampton title. And DJ Matty, uh, Matt Facer, his real name is, to mm. name and shame him, he said, I gave it a spin thinking it would be quite funny to wipe out 7,000 people who couldn't <laughs> avoid it. But clearly it isn't funny. Yeah. I've, when... got, I've been insulted on Twitter saying it was not a nice thing to do. So I officially apologise to everybody whose Christmas I've ruined. Yeah, I think... He's still out and I'm still in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, he's not in. He's played it. A, a no, he had the earplugs in, remember? Dream. The most confusing quote from the whole story is him saying, I think it's a shame people in professions like mine can't play Wham until late December, but it's a game and we all have to jump on board. <laughs> 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 he's, got, he's fully into it. It's absolute life and death stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. My goodness, anyway. Uh, do you know who I like? Do you know who I um, Who I feel sorry for in all this? Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. Who, no, no, well, he needs people to be consuming in. his fucking stuff. Doesn't yep. want people to be avoiding it, does he? 
No, I th- he I... wants people streaming it. Yeah, that's mm. true. You yeah. get 0.0001p per stream on Spotify. <laughs> I think The Ridge is doing absolutely fine. The Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to The Football Ramble, everybody, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Do follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy Brass. Obrigado. Thank you, Lukey Moore. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon, you bastards. <laughs> Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.